I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for March 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is distraught with grief after the passing of Sid the Bulldog. It's Adam Rosenbach's condolences, uh, Thank you, mate. Uh, and, and to you, obviously. Uh, we're junk all doing it we, tough. We're all doing it Well, tough. yeah, we're both wearing black armbands today <laughs> as a sign of respect yeah. uh, for Sid. And can I just say, like, it's been really tough. So put out your leashes. <laughs> <laughs> I have been in constant contact with the Western Bulldogs Football Club mm-hmm. And a lot of people would assume that's to, you know, uh, send my condolences and to get sympathy. But I would like them to pay for the repairs on my car. Because what, <laughs> what we may have left out of this part of the story is that I backed over Sid. <laughs> now, I was down at the Western Oval at the time. Uh, the Whit Noble, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's the Western Oval to me. And uh, I was organising uh, another Vietnam trip with... Uh, Tom Liberatore. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. You got to get and in. So we got, got to get yeah, in. Early. Exactly. We got into an argument. I said, "Are you playing for the fucking the Swans or not?" And he said, "I'm not allowed to." And so I left in a half, and I was just fucking. I backed out. I, I didn't look. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't look, and I just heard a boop, and uh, I was like, "Fuck!" That sounded like Sid. And I just thought it was one of the speed humps in the car park because you know they got the they got the pokies down there, and um, yeah, I. I I got out of there and I read it the next day that uh, <laughs> Sid didn't make it. So I went back. I, I made amends. I buried Sid uh, in my backyard uh, next to Lou Richards. <laughs> now they, uh, he retired last year, didn't he, Sid? Is that right? Yeah, he's had a year out. They obviously knew the end was coming. Yeah, yeah, sure. They read it. They read it. You know, he was like barking for both teams. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. Sid was just, he had no clue. So they just said, that's the end of it. So do we know what he passed away from in the end? Well, from the looks of you, I'm going to say type 2 diabetes. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it looked like he was a three-pack-a-day guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he was the one that suffered hardest from the, uh, the premiership hangover. I mean, they talk about the club not going back-to-back, but fuck Sid. Every time you saw him, his bowl was just full of fucking chant, like full of verve. And then you just can't sit, mate. You can't be drunk the whole year. And his little, his little heart just fucking went. What do they do? Do they bury it? What, what do people do with dogs? But most people kind of pot- probably bury them in a backyard or something like that. I think there's a bit of a trend of people getting ashes of their dogs. Oh, so do you think Sid should be uh, scattered over? We'll figure it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not Noble. uncommon. People do um, scatter their relatives over football grounds. I think it would not be a shock at all if people did um, want to put um, Sid uh, across the, the the grass of Witten Oval, or they could put a little statue next to Ted Witten. No, mate, you, you've got to get Sid stuffed. There's <laughs> nothing surer than just have him like dropping down after a goal, just fucking boing from the from the lock at end, just bang Sid from the roof, and just scare the fuck out of children. Ah, fucking Sid! 
And see, that brings a sad time mm-hmm. and it makes and it, it fun makes again. It funny. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. Off, off, from a leash. Um, yeah, we could have a lot of fun um, kind of with half-time entertainment, couldn't we? You know, with uh, a stuffed oh, Sid kind of being handed. <laughs> you know, and then they might, they might throw... I mean, even at the AFLX the other day, they threw like a, a football-shaped uh, beach ball into the crowd for who would Funny. knock around. Fun. Chuck Sid in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> But until <laughs> yeah, but until Sid goes back on the ground and one of the security comes out and fucking pops him and just shakes all the sawdust away, you're like, not Sid, no. Oh, we can have a lot of fun. <laughs> He's died again. He's died again. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a shame. We, it, it's yeah, a shame, back up, Sid. Buddy, back up. Back yeah, up. Sid, Sid has taken his final dump, and and we salute you, Sid. Yes. You saw a grant. You saw a premiership. Yes. Well yeah. done. Well done, dog. <laughs> <laughs> he will be missed. Uh, obviously, um, obviously, deeply loved him. Now, <laughs> now we are doing the uh, the, the transcontinental uh, podcasting again today. Uh, let me think. Uh, you're down in Wayne Jackson Studios in Melbourne. I'm mm. up at Sydney's world famous Rod Carter Studios. Sydney. Yes, it's a. It's been a big weekend in Sydney. It is post Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras was last night. Well, it's a. It's an event that goes for a couple of weeks actually. But the big finale okay. last night, the parade, and then yep. there's obviously big parties again today. I went last night, Adam. Went to Mardi Gras. Uh, and was it? I hadn't been there a, since 2010. I marched in it in 2010 with the oh, cool. uh, Council of New South Wales, ACON. Well done. Hmm. Now, can I just ask? Uh, and it's sort of uh, you may not be able to answer this, but can you compare it? Like, how did it rate in regards to AFL? No, AFLX. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. look, you know, a lot more colourful, a lot of colour, a lot of movement. Um, fraction more people. Fraction more <laughs> okay. people. Although okay. they did have similar to the Zupa goal when they, you know, the Zupa goal, the X, those, those, what are they called, smoke machines, I suppose? Um, yeah, yeah. They did have, I didn't know you could do this, but they had these flames that would go up. So they were the rainbow colour as well. So I didn't know you could change fire into blue and green and purple and the like. But yeah, every now Can and then, you really? Yeah, kind of in the main intersection was at Taylor Square. So I'm yeah. there, um, named after Hawthorne legend Simon Taylor. Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> they have had these flames that were shooting up in, in rainbow colours. Yeah. So that was that, okay. that, And that's kind of the main drag. That's the main. I suppose that's probably where the broadcast happens. That's, that, that, okay. That, that's where Malcolm Turnbull was hanging out when he um when Cher popped, oh. off, Cher popped off the float and said g'day. Yes, yeah, so that's where Turnbull was hanging out. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so you. You being a man of the people, where did you watch? Man of the people, man the, of the people. The, what I did. Where did you Adam? watch Mardi Gras from? I watched it from the ANZ Amaki. That's what I did, Adam. Yes, because even when I go to Mardi Gras, I still expect people to bring me full strength drink. <laughs> so uh, you're and in you, the... and you got to wear a shirt with a collar. So I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so okay. I got a family member working at ANZ, and so they go. Uh, my sister and him came up, and um, uh, we went to like uh, a spot uh, pretty, right near Taylor Square in the main drag where you um. Uh, you got little 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 hors d'oeuvres, and you have little people bringing around champagne and the like, and you have a, have a, have a good fun time, good fun time, and you don't have to stand in the masses, and uh, you got to show a little card when you go in there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're in the members, you're in the members of Mardi Gras. Pretty much, I was pretty much in the members for Mardi Gras. So everywhere yeah. I go, I travel in style, Adam. I travel in style. Yeah, you certainly do. Now, uh, you were saying before when we were off air, the Sydney Swans had a float. Is that is that their first time? I've, I don't remember this before. No, that is the first time. Uh, you're on notice, GWS. You're on notice. Okay. Absolutely. Why do they? Why do they hate the gay community? What well, is their problem? Can, we can clearly make a conclusion. Yes. Yeah. The GWS organisation is homophobic. <laughs> I think we can draw a line in the sand right now. Uh, yeah. So the Swans had a float. They had uh, Jacinta was on it. 
Really? Little Jess with two S's. She was on there. And she was around. She had a li- nice little white outfit. And then there was yep. Mike, Mike Pike was on there as well. I didn't spot him, but okay. I had read in the paper the day after. Mike Pike was on there. Um, but, yeah, the first time they'd done that, I think they were tweeting they were the first professional sports team to have a float in Mardi Gras. That's fantastic. So, yeah. there, obviously, there were no – well, I don't know if there could have been current players there because they were up in uh, Sydney, uh, up in um, Moreton Bay playing the Brisbane, they were Brisbane yeah, Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, they couldn't be there. But um, they, they, were, they were there in spirit, I'm sure. But um, let me think. The, the notable floats that you kind of stood out to you were, you know, names that you recognise were, I suppose, Qantas had a big one. Um, uh-huh. ANZ had one. Everyone had to wave when the ANZ people came along. Um, was there a four and four and twenty float? Four and twenty was there, yes. Yeah, uh, Zupa Duper. There was a Zupa Duper. Oh, float. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's great. <laughs> Captain Carlton had a float, just a hovercraft. It was very convenient. Oh, um, fuck! They would have loved that. See, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let me think. Bill Shorten was walking, I think, out the front of the Labor one. Malcolm. Din- there was a Liberal one, <laughs> which I thought was gutsy. Um, and uh, that's and interesting. Mal was down there. He was kind of on the ground, you know, you know, shaking hands and. Um, yep, yep. Kissing babies. Um, let me think who else is there. Kiss FM had one. So Cole Sanderlands was up there with Jackie O. Okay. Um, uh, and then, yeah, it was, it was really good fun. Really good fun to be in town for it. Really oh, that's good, good stuff. And, so, uh, and I'll also, tell you by what, the what? way, Adam, and also, by the way, I made $125,000 selling drugs. So it's worked <laughs> out a treat. It's worked <laughs> out that's a, a treat. <laughs> that's fantastic. Getting a refurbishment here at Rockcast <laughs> Studios. <laughs> oh, that's great, mate. You'll be, it'll be down in Bondi soon. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sydney Swans, though, they are, they're, they're a marketing genius side. Like, okay, uh, you, put, you put a float in, this, in the Mardi Gras. Great and PR. Great PR. Everyone was watching it last night. It was big on social media. Yeah. It's a great thing to be a part of. And now, and, and hopefully we'll see this being worn a lot more uh, for next year, they're selling the um, unique Sydney Swan robe, which is available after their, you know, the players wear it after the game. They yep. don't, normal teams just sort of warm down in like their skins and maybe no top. So you, you go, oh, it's a bit fucking creepy. You know, you know when players wear flesh coloured skins, Aren't the compression they... short? Oh, yeah, sure. If they actually, I, isn't the ruling though. If they do wear bike shorts or whatever underneath their shorts, they do have to be flesh-coloured. Isn't that part of the rules? Oh, is that right? No, because I thought some players wore white or perhaps the same colour as the short. But you could be you could be correct there. Mm. But the, but the flesh-coloured ones just look dodgy. You look like a Ken doll when you don't have them on. Yeah, yeah. So to to avoid that kind of uh, creepiness, the Sydney Swans have their their lush red-coloured like bathrobe. It's very very lovely too. Yeah, you kind of you sort of roll up inside it, don't you? Absolutely, and and it was kind of made famous. I think first in an interview, maybe with Roaming BT, uh, Dane Rampy was standing there, looked like, and he'd just come out of the um, the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I think Buddy has gotten around with him as well. And yeah. now they are av- available on the Sydney Swans website. I had it pointed out to us by one of our listeners, and I went there, and uh, you can register. You can't get them yet. Okay, what do they go for? Do you think? They actually don't have – the pricing will be communicated closer to delivery. So I reckon what they're doing is finding out numbers. Yep. And then uh, obviously uh, when Port Adelaide and China go uh, – Port Adelaide and the Gold Coast go to Shanghai and they can say, look, can you pick up 200,000 <laughs> 200, robes? It's a bit cheaper if you, if you bring it back on the AFL's dollar. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not a Swans fan, but I would want one of those robes. How good would it be, you know, going down the shops and people are like, do you pay for the Swans? You go, oh, I used to. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. Nothing, nothing in life says I've given up than going down to the shops in some in a robe. bedroom attire. Yeah. yeah, Like you yeah. might get it every now and then, like it might be two in the morning, someone's ducked down to the 7-Eleven in their, in their pyjamas and the like. 
But uh, but yeah, when you're rocking up down to the uh, shops at 11 a.m. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but if it's a Swans one, I think it's okay then. Yeah, true, true. Now, well, do they have any uh, Sydney paraphernalia on? Do they have a logo or anything like that, or it's just a red rope? No, I think on one of the pockets, I think it might be the Sydney Swans logo on there. Gotcha, gotcha. From memory. Do you uh, own a bathrobe? Junk time uh, is out there. Tweet us. Do you own a bathrobe? I do not own a bathrobe, but mm. I. I don't know, because I imagine you wear it when you get straight out of the shower. Not to dry you, but you pop it on after that. Yeah, I do own and one, but I don't really use it. Why not? You should use it more, I think. Well, I do. Perhaps... I, I, I mean, in theory, I do live with people now. I'm obviously a long-time living alone person. Yeah. But I'm living with a person now. And so, in theory, I probably should have should wear the bathrobe. But I kind of just then, I just kind of have a shower and then, I don't know, cover up with what I had maybe previously on. I don't know. Should we talk about my showering habits more, Adam? Well, I'm, I'm thinking about. I actually, I uh, when I was at the Adelaide Fringe a few years ago, I Lying. got locked out. I <laughs> I got locked out of my Airbnb uh, apartment at like four in the morning because I slept walked. Completely other story. No way. Yeah, and so I couldn't get back in, and so I'm trying to bang kick the door in because uh, I just I couldn't access the thing. And the guy in the apartment next to me comes out and he's like, "Everything all right, mate?" And I was like, oh, "I'm locked out." And he gave me he loaned me his bathrobe. Now, if you think of what you do in a bathrobe and what people might get up to. That is the most revolting thing that can happen to another person. Now, let's not bury the lead here, Adam. You slept walked. Tell me about this one. You've never mentioned this story in your entire life. No, no, I will be mentioning it in my comedy festival show. Oh, there we which go. Is, yes, uh, which is called Hold My Beer. It's on March 28th to April 8th. I'm doing 12 shows only. If you're in Melbourne or you're heading down to Melbourne over the first couple of rounds of the footy season, uh, head to comedyfestival.com.au, either type in my name or Hold My Beer. And get yourself some tickets. And this story will be a part of it. So, yeah, you can check your phone while I'm telling this story during okay, the night. So, we won't te- should we tease it now or do you want to tell it? or do you want to- I'm happy to tell it because okay, you can ask me questions story, about yeah. it. So, I'd had a few drinks. I wasn't pissed. I used, to, um, uh, I used to sleepwalk as a kid, right? And I haven't done it as an adult that I can remember. And so, I was staying in an Airbnb and it was a secure place. I woke up on the street in my undies. No way. Just came to and I was like. Because at first I was like, oh, this, this dream's fucking real. Like, my feet are hurting. No way. And so I'm on the street and I was like, what the fuck? And I was a bit cold and it was a secure apartment building so I couldn't get back in. Yep. So then I was climbing around, like climbing fences to get into the car park to see whether I could access it from there and you needed a swipey card to get in there. So I climbed back over the fence and all I kept thinking was, I'm going to impale a testicle here. Yeah, like, that for is, sure. That is nothing sure. Didn't happen. And then I'd been out there for about half an hour. I was like, well, fuck this, I'm waking everyone in the building up. Yep. So I just started mashing the keypad. Just And, and surprisingly, people were um, hesitant to let a man in his boxer shorts back into the building. Yep. What is your fucking problem, Adelaide? You're supposed to be, you know, friendly people. The city of churches, where's your brotherly love? Isn't it like every three days in Adelaide, some method <laughs> knocks on the door? Of <laughs> yeah, well, well, clearly I, I had on my teeth. <laughs> so anyway, I get back in. And I can't get, because it was one of those doors that locks behind it. You don't need a key to lock it. It locks behind it. Okay. Like when you walk out. So I couldn't get in, hip and shouldering the door. That didn't work. Guy next door comes out. He's like, mate, what the fuck's going on? I say, I can't get in. He gives me the robe. He gives me a phone. Says, you know, do what you need to do to get a locksmith. So I'm like, cool. So it's about five in the morning. I go down to the lobby because I have to wait for the locksmith. So I'm sitting down there in a robe and my jocks just waiting. I look like... I'm like uh, waiting for my next scene on the set of a porno. Huh. Right? So, so I'm just in the lobby. And then finally, like about two hours later, and it was like a Monday morning. I'm like, fuck, 
there is no traffic in Adelaide at 5.30 in the morning. What is taking you so long? Like, I've obviously called this guy, and he's gone back to sleep. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. So, so anyway, he finally gets there, and then he's like, how do I know you live here? I'm like, what do you, what, you think this is what I fucking do? And I was like, mate, just let me in. I can show you fucking, you know, I can show you my license when we get back inside. And then eventually, yeah, I got back in. Yeah, that's awesome. Horrible that's three awesome. hours. I needed a Sydney Swans robe. So, therefore, people, have one. Don't have it in your house. Have it stashed somewhere in case you get locked out. Now, also another story. You went to a JLT Cup, uh, Community Cup, I think it's called. Um, for Princess Park, was it? Yes, because I live very close to Princess Park. Now, you've got to uh, say, if someone had to said to me 10 years ago, would you ever go to like just a practice match that means nothing and is pointless? I would have gone, nah, fuck, I'm, I'm better than that, mate. I'm better than that. I don't need football in my life that poorly. They're not even playing for points. No one gives a fuck about it. You're just seeing some new players run around. But I yep. was so fucking keen to get down there. So... Walked down to Princess Park uh, and, yeah, wandered in. And I think it's a, it's a great place to see some good old-fashioned local footy. And it started at 7.10 in the daylight. Perfect game for footy. Perfect ground for footy, mate. Not, a, not an issue. And, and then it got dark. Huh, yeah, sure. And then what happened when it got dark? Well, people were uh, bitching and moaning that it was uh, impossible to see. And I, after I left the ground, uh, I came home and flicked on Foxtel and it was a replay of the game and they were whinging about it and they mm-hmm. were saying it was really difficult to see. And I, and I, this is not being pro-Carlton, but I had no issues with the level of the lighting at all. We were on a wing. I could see over to the other side of the wing. Like You couldn't see clearly, but when you're at the MCG, you can't see everything that's going on the other wing. You have a, look, a bit of a look at the screen and well, then you're, you're back into it. I mean, also, like, you forget, like, you're looking over, like, 100 metres or so. So you can't expect everything to be crystal clear if you're looking that far. Yeah, exactly. And it, it honestly wasn't that bad. And it was kind of that level of darkness that Carlton have been in for the last 10 years anyway. So ah. we were fucking fine with it. <laughs> but you know who was complaining the most a, about a, it on the coverage? chill kind of going through your bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just like, oh, this is like 2009. <laughs> um, Sandy Roberts was having a little bit of a whinge about it on the yep. coverage. And I'm like, mate, you're 170 years old. Like, fuck <laughs> up. You fucking wouldn't be able to see at a day game at fucking Eddie had. Like, what well, are you complaining about? the word fuck up, for one thing. But haven't <laughs> they been complaining about the lighting during the women's games, during the AFLW? So they're kind of... It's, it's a bit of an issue that's been ongoing. It, it is an issue. Um, they'd brought in a couple of extra lights that they'd hired, like on a, on a cherry picker kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they were pretty piss weak. Like yeah, you could okay. see, you could see how people could complain. I imagine the main complaint would have been if you're a coach and you can't see out the far side of the ground that yeah. well. Yeah, that 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 might be a bit of an issue. It's an interesting question by the fact I imagine they've put the lights in by the fact they can do events like this, but also AFLW. Like, um, how long were the, the lights been around for? Hasn't been too long, right? Well, I wouldn't have thought so, but I imagine uh, surely Carlton would have trained there at night or even the reserves or... That's uh, what I was going to ask, actually, because if you think about the full-time footballer now, mm. the idea of them training at night is probably a bit rare now. Like, Yeah, they, wanna, they wouldn't do that, would they? Yeah, like, I mean, I know back in the day going down to Glenferry and, and training would be at, like, four or five or something, and that yeah. would end up, you know, maybe six or seven at, at night. So you yep. would need lights turned there, but now the idea of you know when a training when you, when a when a club has an open session, usually it's you know eleven a.m. or something like that, isn't it? It's not like uh, seven p.m. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like part of their day. Um, well, because like it's a full time job. Who works at night? What kind of fuckwits work at night? Ha, huh, yeah. Well, aside from us, but uh, like I think like you and I used to uh, train 
you know, at, at local level. Yep. And I, I never didn't see the ball. No. Like, it was, sh- it was shitty lighting. And they were and horrible. One, yeah, they're, they're horrible yeah. conditions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one pocket would be completely dark yeah. and you couldn't <laughs> see anything, you know. But but I never got hit in the face with a ball because no. I couldn't see it. No, you got hit in the face with the ball because you're a terrible footballer and you can't mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that is correct. Now, wasn't Juddy knocked back from a JLT gate? Is that I mean, right? this is this is a disgusting, uh, a sad day for football. Yeah. Like um, Chris Judd, legend, was legend. Of the, and legend of the Carlton Football Club, <laughs> board director, rocks up to uh, one time to, Brownlow medalist and one time shouldn't have been Brownlow medalist. Mate, he's got two in the uh, he's got two in the cupboard. <laughs> Just like James Frawley, he's got a premiership medal, mate. Yeah, and stitches in a uh, uh, Matthew uh, Pavlich's face. Cheek, yeah. Yeah, and he, mate, he gave Campbell Brown back his eyeball. Like, he's... <laughs> Juddy's a good bloke. Yeah. Chicken wing. Yeah. He's a lovely man. Anyway. <laughs> Friend of the show. One of the security guys... Uh, so you get in with your uh, membership. Now, um, Juddy didn't have any membership or anything with him. He just strolled on in. Mate, and the guy was like... Face is the ID, mate. Face yeah. is the ID. Yeah. That's what he thought. Yeah. That's what he thought. But not, not, with the, not with the security down at Icon Park. They are... Because you just, I mean, in this heightened uh, heightened world we live in of, you know, just terrorist attacks constantly. You can't constantly. be too cautious, can you? No. Yeah. Who knows? That, that That's part of ISIS's plan. Get a guy that fucking looks like Juddy. Yeah. And he goes, rampage. So I I can de- I um, I applaud this security guy. We don't want, you know, if he hasn't got identification, I don't want him in. And also, you just got to look at this guy and go, like, I wanted to take him up and go, mate, have you never recycled anything in your life? <laughs> Well, it's because of this man <laughs> that you do this. Anyway, he wandered around to another gate and he got in. So all is okay. Okay, and trouble at the dogs now because Susan, Susan our birdie, she didn't get into the ground. Now, I, I remember correctly, it was maybe two weeks in a row that she wasn't allowed in, but she got stopped and then it kicked off a, some kind of feud between Peter Gordon and herself. And Yeah, you know, her and the commissioner. There. Is there trouble at Dogland? I mean, heck, they're already dealing with the problems of Sid. Like they don't need this, do they? No, they don't need this on top of that. But there appears to be some kind of power struggle of some type. Um, yep. We're not totally sure on the whole situation. Well, you know what it is? Uh, Sid brought them all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, when, he when people them, would he argue. Brought, he brought them to the bowl. Yeah, when people would argue, yeah. He'd be like, oh, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sid's on to us. Um, but Susan Alberti, like, uh, so she went to go through a certain gate. Maybe it was a- AFL-approved gate. Kind of like a VIP this. gate, I imagine, yeah. Yes, yeah. That, that's a good word for it, rather yeah. than AFL-approved. And, <laughs> and the dude said, you can't come in. You don't have the accreditation, yeah. which is fair enough. And uh, she uh, spat the dummy and said that she was uh, humiliated. Humiliated. Now, obviously... I don't think she knows what humiliation... She needs to go and watch you do stand-up and understand what pure <laughs> humiliation is. Like, see a man just fucking get silence for 10, 15 minutes on end and be really happy with what he's done to understand humiliation. I mean, in terms of Juddy and also in terms of Susan, like, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you don't have your accreditation, uh, I mean, that, to me, that's kind of on you. But also, you can't expect, you know, the security guard of that afternoon to know every face that they should or should not let through. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I, I don't feel bad for the security dudes when they kind of go, oh, they weren't let in, it was, you know, an outrage. And it's like, well, yeah, but, like, you know, that guy could be, you know, some 20-year-old from somewhere and, you know, they're just told to, you know, do the right thing, don't let people in who don't have their tickets and they, they don't know that so-and-so might be a powerful person, so-and-so might be uh, yeah. 
influential. And so I do feel bad for those. But yeah, it's kicked off this kind of feud between, well, presumed feud between um, Petty Gordon and Susan Alberti about, um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't, we don't know really know what the issues are. They talk about their meeting to break bread. That seems to be yeah. a big football term now. Are you going to break bread with someone? Eddie, oh, Eddie and Mick Malthouse, are you going to break bread one day? Are you going to extend an olive branch at some point you got as to well? Say, it's all food related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what they've got to do is they've got to uh, each suck a half of a Zupa Duper. I think that's, <laughs> that, bring, that's that what brings, brings people back together. together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also uh, they were saying that um, one of the things, the reasons that she didn't have a media pass, I think, or an AFL approved pass or whatever it is, is because it's past the cutoff time, so she'd miss that by a week. And you're kind of like, you fucking serious? Like the AFL just went, no oh, mate, no, uh, no, 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 we can't. Like the computer says, yeah, it's, sure, sure, it's sure, yeah. the 24th of Feb. Look, my hands are tied. Yeah, mate. I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, come I on, can't. guilt, mate, mate. I can't. Look, I can't. Look, I'm trying to put in. I'm trying to put in 25th. Won't do it. I can literally not put that in the printer and then also get the laminate machine <laughs> to work. Mate, it's fucking closed the 24th of Feb. What do you want them to do? <laughs> They just run a football team. They're not, uh, you know, football competition. They're not fucking, they're not magicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I hope they work it out for the good of the Bulldogs, for the yeah, good of... Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it'd be awful if kind of that relationship turns sour and, you know, one left or even both left or something. You know, the, the, the thrill of 2016 should not be forgotten and, uh, and the architects behind it all. Could it be put down to, and I know you're going to shut me down here, but... Oh, I look forward to it. Is this sexual tension? Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) Now, one man who's been welcome back into the fold, uh, James Hurd. James Hurd. So they're having a bit of a chat to him over at Frio about whether he wants to come over and... No, he wants to join the team, but he'll be working from Victoria. Is that right? Yes, that's what I believe. I believe he's going to be an opposition analyst. So he will watch probably the teams that uh, I assume that... um, Free are about to play and then tell Ross Lyon uh, what the other team does and Ross will go, doesn't matter, we'll just park the bus and chip it round a lot and not <laughs> score very highly and finish in the bottom four. Yep. And then they'll pay James Hurd quite highly for that information. So as they said on the, on the Herald, Herald Sun website, at least two AFL clubs are chasing James Hurd as the exiled great weighs up a return to the game. Now... We are very concerned that he might be taking on too much, Adam. Yeah. He might yeah. be taking I, I, on too much. Well, I'm kind of worried. Like, he's, he's in the chocolate business he's now. He's a chocolate magnate. Yeah, and I just think you, you can't do both. No. I've never known, I've never known like, uh, you know, Mr. Nestle. Yep. He never got involved in the AFL. Absolutely. Willy Wonka wasn't like a scout <laughs> for, for Port Adelaide. <laughs> no, it just doesn't. It, it can't work. It can never cross over. And I think the chocolate side of his life will suffer and that, you know, it'll just cause the family. There'll be, there'll be um, you know, uh, the press will be parked out front of his house uh-huh. going, what's happening with your dark chocolate? Yeah. And it'll be like, can you guys just leave me alone? I'm concentrating on who's playing Frio this week. Yep. It'll just become a, a you know, a, a circus that he doesn't need in his life again. Yeah, so Mark Brayshaw, head of the uh, AFL Coaches Association, um, he said, Fremantle aren't the first, and I don't believe they will be the last. So a few people have been tapping Hurdy on the shoulder saying, hey, how about, a, how about you go? And he's like, shut up, I'm in the chocolate lab. Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, if it ends up that he helps any young bloke at Frio uh, uh, in one way or another, that would be wonderful. So okay, they, so ha- how's he helping young blokes at Frio? Like if he's at home on the couch. Well, he's so obviously they, he's sitting at home. To, might be able to improve their performance if they... Uh, <laughs> 
take a walk on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I worry about his health. Like if he's just at home on the couch uh, watching teams on telly mm-hmm. with unlimited access to chocolate, <laughs> we are going to see – like this is, this is how Sid went downhill. We are going to see James Hurd waddle out at a Frio game when they play in Melbourne – and they'll be like, oh, jeez, Hurdy, you all right? He's like, well, I've put it on about 400 kilos. <laughs> I tell you what, someone, Lee Matthews, he tweeted. Lee Matthews is on Twitter. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, and he reckons that the job he's been offered is... Hey, 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 please. No, no, I'm going to get to that. But he reckons, Yes, fantastic. He reckons it's, um, it's, he's overqualified. So Lee wrote... Oh, Jameson is a part-time opposition analyst. Talk about overqualified. Sounds like a bit like sounds a bit like Albert Einstein running errands for the science department. So he reckons that it's hang on, hang on, let's just go back, mate. It sounds exactly like that. <laughs> like he, he has nailed that. Because remember when Einstein was overseeing the whole science department? Yeah. And that science department, fuck, they got strong quick. <laughs> like they, had, they had big quads. And yeah, but like, remember, remember when Einstein's <laughs> place, home, got shot up by, shot up by someone? Yeah, some bikies said, mate, E doesn't equal MC squared. And he's going, I fucking, yes, it does, yes, it does. And then he said, and then he came out the front with a box full of stuff. <laughs> and the media were like, what's in the box, Einstein? He's like, oh, I'll explain everything. Yeah, but, explain. Then, but then all the evidence disintegrated. Remember that? <laughs> disintegrated. I do remember that. And remember that time that Einstein was booked for a talk at the <laughs> South Bendigo Football Club? Oh. And then he pulled out at the last second? Oh, God. Einie. Oh, oh, God. Is he overqualified? Like, uh, like, does that, like he's saying he's overqualified, but no one, like he's not going to be a coach immediately again. No one's going to have him in the top job. No, so. he won't be. No, I think uh, it, it does raise an inter- interesting question. Like, when does Hurdy kind of get back into the game? Like, do they – there will be more people who will think that he – is a loss in terms of his knowledge and the like. And, oh, massively. Uh, does he come back as an assistant one day or something like that? Does he come back, yeah. you know, selling the record? Just start softly. Selling the record out the front of Docklands. Maybe something like that. Build him up, make him chief pie boy for maybe an afternoon at the MCG. It's and so then, bad. And then he becomes a coach. What about, and this is, uh, you know, because it, it looks like he's willing to work for any club, but if he mm-hmm. did door-to-door robe sales, <laughs> so I've heard he knocks on the door, you go, you... you it's James Hurd and he's like standing there in a robe. Yep. Guilty like, as charged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's the first but, time yeah. I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> I admitted that out loud. Off the, off the record. Uh, <laughs> didn't mean that uh, in a court of law. Hey, Jason Johannesson got... Well, they put out a statement during the week, the doggies. Yeah. And I don't know, to me... Johannesson's a fucking animal, mate. Well, what did he do this time? To me, a bit rough. Like, to me, it sounded like a dude had a night out. So it was a night out at Crown. Is that right? Do you remember Crown? Yes, yes, he was at, at Crown Casino in with Melbourne. He, with his wife and a few friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could have been Crown, Mac- Crown Macau. We're not totally sure. We're not, no. We've got to wait for uh, you know, everything to come in. But yeah. um, he, with a wife and a few friends, and mm-hmm. then there seemed to be kind of an argument with different group of people. They talked about maybe being disrespectful to the ladies in pres- uh, ladies' present. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. So JJ had a bit of, you know, hey, guys, calm down. Norm, yep. Norm Smith medalist. Don't mess with me. Probably up. brought it out as like a as a like a peace pipe. That's a little goes, shiny guys, thing, do, guys. Hey, we yeah, all do you want to touch it? Do you want to touch it? Don't no, don't take it. Just touch the Norm Smith. Let me tell you something about the last quarter. Anyway, yeah. Um, Boydie chased down Buddy, tackled him, 
And no, yeah, Matthew Boyd, wasn't it? Yeah, and then... Uh, and Morris did... Boydie picked up the scraps, booted the goal. Yeah, Tom Boyd picked up the goal, bounce went through, and do you yeah. believe in miracles, mate? Do you believe yeah. in miracles? <laughs> and it was calmed down. But yeah. then, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Like, But the, the club felt the need so to So what about JJ? Why is he re- being reported well, here? Well, the club put out on? a statement saying they were disappointed that he was out late. Like they said, he wasn't drinking. He oh. wasn't any kind of ruckus or anything like that. In terms from JJ's part. And they said they were, they were disappointed that he was out late, which, again, brings into question the idea that... That, that can, can a footballer just go out now? Can they go out? And I mean, I, I know we do have a segment called Footballers in Real Life where people will email us and, <laughs> and, and we can tell confessions about what they've been up to. But we're not putting out statements from the club. Like, I, do, I, I, found it, I just found it a bit weird. A bit weird. There was, there was nothing to the story, was there? And also, what if... JJ's just come back from Southern Europe. Say he's been in Spain, okay? Now, in Australia, we tend to eat dinner around 6.30, 7 o'clock, yeah, right? Yeah, good point. When you've, if you've been to Italy, you've been to Spain, any of those countries, you're not eating dinner until 10.30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. So perhaps he's just come back from a, well, well, a well-earned holiday. He's going, fuck, I love this lifestyle. <laughs> so he has said to his wife and some friends, let's go for dinner. Where do you want to go? Uh, I know a lovely little food court in Crown Casino. Yep. Lovely food. They go yeah. in there. Yeah, they have some tapas there because that's what they eat in Spain. They're yep. little, little servings of food that you can get. And, uh, and in, like, uh, in Spain, they're about $1.50 each, whereas in Australia, they're about $14 each. <laughs> it's really, really well done by the Australians to get two fucking anchovies on a skewer for 14 bucks. Anyway, he's wanted a late dinner and he's fucking paid the ultimate price. The <laughs> ultimate Fucking price. He's had a pointless article written about him in the Herald Sun. No man can recover from that. Well, I mean, so if, you, I, I if JJ's really... in your super coach team, fucking get rid of him now. Well, He's that's cooked. the question. Though. I actually don't know if that was media, uh, the media's fault. I suppose. I, I don't. I don't know what happened first. Like, did the club oh. get a? Because they, I think the club said they in the statement. I think they said there were no complaints from the public. So really, they've just put out a statement, which is like it's just like an anecdote of like, hey. <laughs> Funny thing happened to JJ on the way on the night out. Anyway, as it were. <laughs> you know what they're doing? You know what the fucking Herald Sun's doing? They're doing footballers in real life. <laughs> Coming in on our turf. Fuck off, yeah, Herald Sun. Yeah. Fucking how dare you, Robbo? You're in our fucking sights, mate. <laughs> uh, umpires, worried about them? Worried about them. Well... Uh, the umpire says it's supporting. Uh, so, so uh, sorry, the AFL. So we're worried about the umpires because remember last year, they, a lot of them. It's getting into their head yeah. that uh, bouncing the ball is yeah. such pressure that they can't deal with it. Some of them are taking um, medication, like uh, they're getting anxious. And you know, mental illness is not an issue to be mocked. And we are worried that uh, you know, if these guys are stressed about it on a day to day basis. That's horrible. Oh, no, but. it's full on, man. I actually saw Razor Ray just a few days ago, and uh, he had an anxiety peacock with him. So <laughs> it's very serious. It's full on. Is he allowed to take it on the ground with yeah, him? Yeah, well, that's, that's the big issue at the minute. That's the big issue, the anxiety peacock. So basically the AFL has come out and said, we will back you. So rather than – so this is what I like from the AFL. Like, we're really worried about you, okay? If you've if you, uh, got psychological issues, you know, you're not sleeping, you're having flashbacks to a bad bounce – we are right there behind you. There's nothing else we can do. I mean, sure, we could get rid of the bounce, but but apart from that, apart from that, nothing we could. Do. I mean, we could, you know, we could easily take a measure to stop you being humiliated at the start of a game, say in the grand final when you bounce it outside the circle. You've got to recall it, and yeah. it's fucking, Looks like fucking horrific. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. But but apart from that, nothing we can do. So they have no rule changes this year. So they're happy yeah. with that. 
So I reckon they reckon that's taken the stress out of the umps as well. So do you reckon over summer? So what? Say the umpires on a trip, they would have gone together. They're in Bali. They're in, uh, you know, they're up at Seminyak. Yeah. They're all sitting around the pool. They're going, oh fuck, good year, boys. Here you go. But yeah, I'm worried about. Uh, will there be a third man up? Mm. What about holding the ball? What about prior? And that's all they would have talked about. They wouldn't have been able to relax. The AFL should have said this in November. Let the umpires enjoy themselves. Third man up. That sounds like a long time ago, doesn't it? When we were all worried about the third man up. We were worried it's about real football. interchange, you know, how many people, how many uh, rotations there should be. Um, but having a look here, actually, fun fact. The AFL has an ageing umpire department with 10 of its 34 umpires over 40. Isn't that interesting? Really? Yeah. The... Uh, league admits it would need to get to, to blood some fresh talent. Isn't that interesting? For, for over 40. Now, I, I don't know how far they run during a game, but they do run multiple kilometres a game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is very interesting that they, um, they are over 40. Huh. Well, well maybe, though, you, you know, you know how, like, how like, uh, most uh, young men, uh, well, uh, like I, I distinctly remember when um, footballers were born in the 80s, I think it was. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, when I think it might have been, like, Trent Crowder and, like, those kind of people who came through. Right, okay. And yeah, when yeah. footballers are born in the 80s, you go, okay, they're younger than me now. Like, footballers are younger than me. Or, yeah, yeah. like, when the Australian cricket captain, like, is now younger than you. Yes. So, they're still, ho- I'm still holding out. <laughs> in that <laughs> You're I could, younger I could than an umpire. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so umpires are older than me. So, I, I reckon there's still a chance that maybe one day I can live in my dream of being an umpire. Well, see, I... It oh, doesn't and I'd have be the... good at it, mate. <laughs> oh, no, no, mate, there's no doubt. Chopping You're... the hands, Ruffy, free kick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go, Ruffy's at nine in a row. This is... <laughs> and you're not even doing the forward line. <laughs> it doesn't say here, but uh, I'm not sure how old bad jump pies are, but I would still love to throw the ball back over my head. It's been a, life... <laughs> it's been a lifelong dream, as any child in the backyard. No, They're like, have a shot at goal. You're like, no, I'd rather, I'd rather throw it in from the pocket. No, you want to be the emergency on the bench who runs out. <laughs> The spy who runs out and goes, I saw you do that. No one else saw yeah. it. I saw you do it. Well, see, that's what you could do if you're a child and you've got brothers and sisters. You can practice with that. <laughs> Every time there's a scuffle, you're like, you're out there. Oh, I, I could do something. You're like, no, you fucking can't. You're like, you're right. You're right. I'll go home. But um, I, I, just, I think that the reason that the umpires are older is because, you know, when you're older, you make wiser decisions. Oh, you know, yeah. you, when you're young, you're irrational. And, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you, you want to pick fights. Folly of youth. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, if you're a 20-year-old umpire and mm. you go holding the ball and they go, you're a fucking idiot. You go, yeah, come on, cunt. <laughs> and so they just go, maybe if you're older, you've got a family, you're less likely to fucking want to punch on <laughs> with, with the guys you're officiating. I get it. That's quite interesting, 10 of them. So I wonder, I wonder who they are. I'd, I'd, I'd look it up, but I, that would mean that I'm giving a fuck about umpires. <laughs> hey, a few well, ideas I- from AFLX, Adam. Clubs have given some feedback to the AFL. Well, I think, I mean, and, and that's fair enough because the AFLX, as much as, you know, people mock it, it shook the actual AFL to its core. Uh-huh. Like, there is no doubt that everyone involved with it just went, we're going to lift our game because <laughs> this is a revolution and it'll be a matter of, like, years, not decades, years before AFLX is the thing and we're all talking about. Remember when the AFL was a thing? Oh, here what, we they go. Had eight, they had 18 people on the ground. That's fucking crazy. There's a few recommendations here. So one Victorian club will ask the AFL to move the tournament back to the weekend off between round 23 and finals. Bullshit. Everyone's oh, trying fuck. to get in our game. That's when we do our fucking live show during the bye week on that Sunday afternoon. Everyone's, can I just cu- say, everyone's trying to cut out, cut our lunch, Adam. Can I just say, uh, and clearly we know they're listening because they're taking all our fucking <laughs> ideas. 
Gil McLaughlin, if you want a visit from the fucking junk time boys, you are going the right way about it, my friend. If you want, if you want maybe, us to get in the car, go down yeah. to Porty, and yeah. then buy a ticket to the polo. We'll so fucking we nobble your polo <laughs> horse, mate. We will nobble the polo horse, cunt. You fucking get away from this shit. You'll wake up with your polo horse's head in your bed, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, you know when we should visit him is when he has the fucking coaches around. Over, yeah. So if we, you're like, okay, I'll dress up as Chris Fagan. Yeah. You can be Adam Simpson because they would never go. They're interstate, and he won't even know. He goes, I thought you guys were coming. We like, uh, uh, get a uh, Gill. That's <laughs> it's Chris Fagan because I don't know how he talks. And then when we're inside, oh boy, mate, we'll fuck that house up. Like I, I am gonna uh, flush the toilet, turn the water off, then take a dump in it and leave. <laughs> Because I'm a fucking animal. So we'll ruin his house. They've talked about Amy Park being used for a 10-team knockout tournament between non-finalists. So I think that might be during that, maybe during the bye week. But for people who don't make the finals, they go, they go, hey, guys, tell you what, uh, take mm. off that Superman outfit. <laughs> you know how you're going to have a go and go, you're about to go and have an overseas trip because you've got a lot yeah. of money. You're very young. And, yeah. um, and, you know, people who are 23 years old probably shouldn't be earning $800,000 a year. No. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to make you hand back for about a week or two while yeah. you play a game that, um, that, that was just made up about yeah. an hour ago. But they talk but about... Length. Only the ten, only the ten shittest players. Like the rest of you can go. Oh yeah. By the way, but you uh, fucking bunnies, <laughs> you guys that we don't care if you do a knee. Yeah, we yeah, want you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys who played in the VFL all year and no one knows. Yeah, no, stick you, around. You are cool. But uh, uh, Fivey, yeah. uh, just <laughs> have fun, mate. Have fun. Go to LA. Have people watch you work out. It's not weird at all. <laughs> uh, so they, they want to lengthen the Zupa goal from forty to forty-five. Come on, you're ruining the tradition of the game. Oh, fuck, you can't change a Zupa goal. <laughs> Because uh, when they kick it from, like, I know, I don't even need the arc. I know where 40 metres is. And if they're kicking it from 42, I'm going to look like a fucking idiot when I'm going, a super goal! <laughs> <laughs> be like, is this fucking... <laughs> oh, you got the super goal chant. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, fuck, man. Like, yeah, I mean, the hardest thing about going to AFLX the other day was, like, um, organising, like, another six mates. So, like, I could paint, <laughs> I could paint the Z on my chest... <laughs> And then have the other mates with Zupa. <laughs> with Upa. Um, so we got reward bonus points for goals kicked from tight angles. Oh, jeez. So yeah. So how do, you, how do you do that? What do you have, your, like a painted colour in the, in the pocket, I like in that rectangle pocket? I think you'd have to. I mean, one thing I noticed, like at the AFLX, was that if people had a shot from a pocket doing a dribble yeah. goal, like they, they normally would get it in, actually. They, were, they actually were kind of a few quite cool goals. Uh, keeping two forwards and two defenders at either end of the ground to ensure contest, which my, I, which I thought actually was part of my understanding at the start that you had to be in zones, but no, you could you could flood and the like. But yeah, I think the idea of having having a full forward and a full back in both ends would be handy. But then that's just that's just AFL, mate. You know, it's just it's not what AFLX is. It's not our understanding of the of the great game. And then here we go, GWS chairman Tony Shepherd, who is mm. clearly. Um, Clearly, from our understanding of last night, is the head of an organisation that uh, thinks gay people are deplorable. If, if, yeah. if there's anything, <laughs> if there's anything we can read from yesterday's Mardi Gras. Um, yeah, fuck! I, I hate to hear what he wants to do to AFLX then, because uh, he said he'd he never said, seen he said players it more exhausted. Oh, yeah! At the end of the round robin, they were out on their legs. It's so fast and furious, but I think it will grow. Huh? Interesting. He said they'll be so. So isn't that what they want, though, to be able to send people out to get their fitness up? So in that, in that regard, they look at it as, like, uh, something positive? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really think about it that way. I think it was more kind of like 
I mean, like like we said, it was like, hey, um, hey guys, uh, you know how you you're not really part of our group for round one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you. Hey, Blondie, Blondie, hey, you want to play you, hey, Alex? <laughs> hey, do you want to live out your dream of playing football in Highmarsh Stadium? <laughs> and, 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 and some of the clubs have said that they want to play, want it played in December. They don't want to play it that close. It's just like, it's all over the shop when to play it. I, yeah. I just... A few footballers in real life before we head off. Hit us, mate. Can I, can I start? Can I start? Yeah, go for your life. On Thursday, after Carlton's unbelievable victory over the St Kilda uh, Football Club at a darkened Icon Park on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I saw... Uh, superstar backman from the Carlton Football Club, Caleb Marchbank, at a cafe in Richmond. He had two two lattes while I was there. No way. And he was either there with his mum or a much older girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Cool. Having a little chat. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, just catching up with mum, you know. And I think it's his mum because she was on the phone and said, uh, it's Mrs. Marchbank here, and then went on to, you know, talk to the person. So it's either his uh, very older wife or his mum. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting that world now, isn't it? Like the idea of like, you don't get a lot of, you know, call me Mrs. So-and-so anymore. Like back in the day, like when we were growing up, like kids. Very respectful. Yeah, like it was very much, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. But now like yep. from, you know, like my sister and their world, like she's Claire. She's not like Mrs. Hand. Yeah, maybe. right. Yeah. Oh, every time I left your place, I said Mrs. Chamberlain in the morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was boning your mum. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from Che. Hi, boys. This one happened a few weeks ago. I'd just gotten into work, had grabbed a drink of water and sat down at my desk when I looked up to see Michael Riscatelli talking oh, to my boss. At first, I assumed he must be making a business inquiry, but noticed the body language was a little aggressive. And when the conversation right. ended, he left without a handshake. Shock, horror. Turns out I had parked in front of his house quietly followed me on the 500 meter walk to the office to see where I went then went to my boss to ask him to tell me not to park in front of his bins on bin day or if we needed to park in front of his bins to move them to where they were behind a car he was concerned that cars on the street would be too much of an obstacle for the garbage men to overcome and he'd be left with full bins Here we go. Here's the kicker. We contacted the council and were told that it's the garbage man's job to get out Mm. and pick up the bins if they were behind a parked car. So Michael had nothing to worry about. Thank you very much, Jay. I think we can clearly uh, estimate from all that information that Michael Riscatelli is (laughs) fucking crazy. (laughs) Followed a dude to work. Hey, hey, hey. You're talking about... And also not confronting you, Jay, like confronting your boss. Like, who does that? Like, uh, uh, who who, who follows someone to work and then be like, right, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to your superior about... I hope he dropped the name Michael Riscatelli, though. Like, I'm assuming assuming he's in Queensland still because he is a former Brisbane Lion Gold Coast champion Hmm. who was mad at the Brisbane Lions for shopping him around uh, potentially in the Fev deal. And he got uh, offered to Carlton and then went, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to the Goldie. So he's a very angry man, Riscatelli. Everyone got sad about the Fev deal. Bradshaw, um, um, uh, Bradshaw got yeah. sad about the um, Fev deal. Because he got offered to Carlton as well. So then he ended up at the Swan. So a lot of people got shipped around after Brendan Favola's illustrious career at the Fucking Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Here we got another one from Lewis. Uh Howdy, I'm a teacher living in an Aboriginal community about an hour from Halls Creek. Halls Creek is a small town about 1,200 people. 
mm. uh, mostly indig- indigenous in the eastern Kimberley region in northern WA, quite literally in the middle of nowhere. It yeah, happens right. to be a bit of footballing hotbed, boasting two current AFL players in Sam Petrovsky's season from Carlton. Samo! Yep. yep. And yep. Cedric Cox from Brisbane, long-time distant cousin of uh, Mason. Oh, really? Fun fact. Fuck, you wouldn't even pick that. Cedric. Cedric's interesting. Uh, In brackets, uh, there are quite a few players from this region that have gone on to play AFL. I might look them up when we finish here. And many others that probably could have. Uh, Anyway, I heard that SPS uh, rocked up to the Holmes Creek Pub over the off-season and shouted the entire house a drink. What a fucking legend! Word spreads quickly in the Kimberley and (laughs) the legend of SPS (laughs) has grown. Love it. Uh, uh, there we go. Love that. Go Saints. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for that, Lewis. That's very kind of you. Did you know, like, uh, it's so remote that English is Sam Petrevsky Seton's second language? Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, there was a Hawthorne player. Oh, I'm trying to think. Amos. 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 Oh, yeah, I do remember him. Yeah. Um, and he... Um, yeah, he he had English as a second language as well. Lived in uh, northern South Australia, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, English was Dipper's fourth language. Huh. <laughs> I am Frank. There we go. Got him up here yeah. now. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I lived up, um, uh, lived in northern, um, northern South Australia and then was the Hawks for a couple of years. Yeah. Did he play any AFL games? No, he didn't play. He didn't debut, but he, yeah, he probably Hawthorne for. I'm trying to think, maybe maybe like 20, I'm going to say 13, 14, maybe something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do vaguely remember. Yeah, but Samo, Samo, mate, what a legend. Shout beers in the pub. What a great guy. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time AFL Pod at Gmail, Junk Time AFL Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Adam Comedy yes. Festival. Go to comedyfestival.com.au to get your tickets. Yes, the show is called Hold My Beer, March 28th to April 8th. Uh, come along. It will be great to see you. And also... It's not just the Sydney Swans flogging merchandise. You've got to be. If you're drinking a beer in your Sydney Swans robe, you've got to be holding it in your, uh, your junk, junk time, time stubby, stubby holder. holder. So go to junktime.bigcartel.com. We've still got a few to go. So, uh, yeah, what it's coming into winter. I'm chipping out. we got Don't Throw the Baby Out of the Bathwater. we got I Heart the Footbridge. What's the other one? And that is it. No, the Gator Abakakis are gone, oh, mate. Really? They went like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Our filthy fucking listeners loved it. <laughs> We'll catch you later. Go Hawks. Go Blues.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 